hello. Do you, is it still there? No, we have perfect sound coordination. For, the, for this fascinating fact for everybody who's listening, we had a hiss and we needed to work out the hiss because no one wants a hiss. And now we are, we are hiss free. <laughs> Diana Kelly is a holistic coach who helps women with all aspects of their lives, including business, family and self-care. And before we get to your unusual uh, marriage of, a, of being a doula and your master's degree in strategic communication, can we circle back to how pretty your name is and the fact that there's a story behind it? Oh, sure. Thank you. So tell me where the name Tiana came from. Yeah, so um, originally my parents thought that I was going to be a boy. And um, I think because my dad had three boys before me. And he had a thing that all of his kids needed to have T named. He His name was Ted. And so my oldest brother is Ted. And then there's Tony. Then there's Trevor. And I was going to be Travis. Um, <laughs> but then I came out and I was a girl. And they were like, uh, we don't know what to name this child. So I actually had to stay in the hospital an extra day because um, they didn't have a name for me. And so one of my mom's friends actually suggested that they combine their names. So Ted for my dad and, <clears throat> excuse me, Anna for from Diana, my mom. And so they combined them together and um, came up with Tiana. And my mom said later she found out that it means love. So... I've never actually been able to uh, confirm that it means love, but I love that story. It's a wonderful story. Your name can mean whatever you want it to mean. And I know love, you're very love-centric in how you coach. So it seems yeah. it was a fortunate, fortunate coincidence indeed. How you, you began as a doula, and please tell me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Would you tell me about how you, you came into that career? Yeah. And you are saying it right. It's a doula. Um, so I found out about birth doulas probably in like 2009 and became interested in that work. Um, I don't really remember what specifically drew me to that other than I've just always loved babies. Like I've always babysat for people growing up and um, I've just always loved babies. So I became a doula before I had children, which is kind of unusual. Women usually come to that career after they have gone through the birthing process themselves. Um, and um, so I did the training and I really loved it. And then I got pregnant with twins not too long after I um, became a doula. I had only attended two births um, before I had my kids. Um, I got pregnant with twins. So I had twins um, right off the bat. Um, and shortly after... Um, I had them, I realized that adding a uh, postpartum doula work would be a good thing because um, when you're a birth doula, you're on call 
And that's very hard to do when you have babies. But postpartum doula work, you can schedule to my repertoire. And then a few years later, I also became a childbirth educator. You also managed to pick up a master's degree in strategic communication along the way. So how did you segue from that into what you do now with your company, Purple Horizons? Yeah, so um, my husband actually found that master's program uh, through WSU. He um, he was actually in grad school at WSU and saw this program available and thought, since I was running my own business as a doula, it would be a good program for me to get more experience um, with marketing and branding because I already liked working on my own website and doing that kind of design and tinkering. Um, and he thought, well, you know, you'll be better at finding your own clients and marketing yourself. So I enrolled in the program and uh, what I found during that program was that I was very good at it. And especially designing logos, designing websites and helping people kind of gain that clarity around their mission statement, their branding, um, their core values, all of that. So, and I think I was good at kind of drawing that out of people because of the doula work. Um, and I was also going through some personal stuff where uh, it was not really a good fit for me to keep being a doula because I was in the midst of just some ugly family drama with stepbrother and our parents' estate and everything. And it was just very traumatizing. So I stepped away from doula work and stepped into <clears throat> the branding work. And it was perfect because I could sit behind a keyboard all day and just interact with people through email for the most part. And then once all that kind of ugliness resolved, which took about a year and a half, um, I realized I'm an extrovert <laughs> and <laughs> I missed actually talking and interacting with people in real life. So I joined a co-working space in Linwood because that's where I was living at the time and met a wonderful group of people there who quickly became more like family than just friends and decided that I was going to rebrand my business into doing coaching and branding, which seems like it doesn't really go together. But when you are an entrepreneur and especially you're a, a woman who has a multifaceted life, like a spouse and children, um, there's no way to separate the business from the personal life. Like those things are very intertwined. Um, like you, if you're having a bad day with your kids that bleeds over into your business day or vice versa. Um, or if you're having a great day, it bleeds over and makes everything great. Um, so I just decided that the best way for me to serve more people in an authentic way is to help people with their whole life, not just 
their personal life or just their business life or just parenting or just branding. Um, I do, I do it all so that somebody can talk to me about whatever's going on in their life that day that we have a session and I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to, you know, if they need to vent about a significant other or their children, I'm not going to judge their person that they're venting about. Um, or if they need business help, I'm going to help them with whatever challenge that is. And if it's branding, then they can, um, come to me with that as well. And I know their whole story. I know what makes them tick, what is important to them. And then I can create a very beautiful personal logo and website for them. I love the way you don't, you, you offer, you don't compartmentalize your clients. You, you offer a whole solution for the whole woman, for the whole person. Right. I developed clarity in closet because I found that as I was coaching on closets, I was coaching on vision and life skills and wisdom from the wardrobe. And they do all blend in. How you think yourself impacts your clothing, whether you have a clear vision about your life impacts your clothing. So I, I love the fact with your heart prison plan, you focus on uh, all the different areas of our life and bring them together under that beautiful imagery you have of a heart on your website. Would you talk about the heart prison plan? What was the company that led to that particular one-of-a-kind assessment that is unique to you? So the heart prison plan actually came from a coach that I had hired to help me with my rebrand at the co-working space. Um, I designed that logo the the heart prism logo and she just challenged me to make every prism stand for something and I was like yeah I can do that and that turned into this class where we go through each prism and each thing has a scale of one to ten and you get to color it in however full or empty that particular prism is for you and you end your class with a beautiful piece of art that you've created and you have an idea of what to work on over the next 30, 60 or 90 days to improve your life or your business. I want to hear more about your classes. I'm just going to circle back quickly to say that uh, Diana's uh, company, her business is called Purple Horizon, Build the Life of Your Dreams. And the logo is beautiful. It's a multicolored heart with different prisms. I, I feel the urge to get my colored pencils even as I speak to you. Would you explain how the name Purple Horizons came about? I have just always really loved the color purple. It's my favorite color. Has been forever. Um, and the word horizons came. So I knew I wanted to incorporate purple somehow in my business name. And um, and I was just looking at a sunset one night and realized that the horizon was full of pinks and purples and oranges. And that when you're looking out at a sunset, you feel like anything is possible. Mm. So I have occasionally gone back and forth of um, changing my name to just Tiana Kelly coaching. And I always come back to 
no, I love Purple Horizons because I love that feeling of anything is possible when you're looking at a purple horizon. And purple is such a powerful color. I'm going to segue slightly and say, and do you have purple clothing? So much purple clothing. <laughs> tell, tell more. <laughs> um, I, I have uh, a lot of purple clothing. I have purple glasses. Um, I actually just got new prescription sunglasses and those are purple. Um, I, I just love purple. I am in the process of buying a new house. We've just moved from the West side back to Spokane, which is where we're from. And my new office is going to have a purple accent wall. <laughs> of course. Why would everybody needs an accent wall? Yeah. So I typically just about going back to the clothing specifically, um, I typically wear like black bottoms of some kind and, um, and then I do shirts that are purple or burgundy, um, the, or black. Those are kind of my three standard colors. I also really love a graphic tee. So. Yeah, me too, especially with, and you can even get one with the word purple written on it. I mean, why wouldn't you? Purple Horizons. I'm seeing a whole range of merchandise here. That's hey, awesome. I know you love to knit. Do you knit purple items? Um, not exclusively, no. I typically knit for other people. Um, so I usually ask people what colors they like and what they want. Well, um, well, rather than dressing everybody in purple, that you know, that may not resonate. I think that <laughs> you can knit me anything purple you want, but I, I love the fact that you actually you actually do get customer feedback. <laughs> when I am knitting something as a gift, I try to find out what people's. I usually, I'm not a like super well-rounded knitter I can pretty much knit scarves and hats um and so I try to find out what color somebody's coat is so that I can coordinate with their coat that is col color combining and there's a whole world of color theory and you are definitely in tune with that getting back to your classes because you design you coach you offer classes there's a class called Know Your Business Heart, and I there's also Know Your Own Heart, and I know you also help people with knowing their family heart. Would mm. you tell me about the Know Your Business Heart two-class series? Yes. Yeah, so I, um, the Know Your Business Heart, the heart prism, so there are three different heart prisms, actually. Um, there's one for business, one for family, and one for your own personal life, and so each of the prisms have some overlap in each of the three um, classes, like willingness to succeed and willingness to fail are always there. Um, and your village is always there, um, things like that. But in your business, in the business heart, there are things like infrastructure and branding, marketing, sales, um, customer relations, things like that, that are, are specifically related to branding or not to branding, but to business that wouldn't apply to someone who doesn't own a business. Um, and so we, 
I do the classes in a two day series just because they're all on Zoom and two hours is a long time for people to be on Zoom at one time. Um, but when I did them in person, I did them in just a two hour block. Um, and maybe someday we will get back to in-person classes, but that's not happening yet. Um, so it's um, two days, one hour each day. And the first hour we go through six of the heart prisms. And then the next day we do the other six. And we just go through each prism on a scale of one to 10, ask questions and share resources. Um, please gain insight from my clients as well as I hope they gain insight from me. Um, and I just, I, they are a joy to go through. Um, and it's interesting because I love seeing clients who do the prisms more than once. I have some people who do them quarterly. I have some people who do them once a year or twice a year. Um, and their prisms are different every time. The goal is never to have a completely full heart because that's unrealistic and unattainable. But it's where am I at right now? And what have I been focusing on and doing really well? Where am I a 10? And where am I a four or a one or a three? Like, where am I at where I could work and improve in these areas that I've been neglecting? Um, and it just makes for, for a good um, way to focus for the next, you know, 30, 60 or 90 days. Mm, can you explain what you mean by village? Your village is um, your people, your people that you surround yourself with. Um, when I was a doula, my tagline for my business was find your village because we always hear how it takes a village to raise a child. Um, but what I've actually found is that it takes a village to support a family. It takes a village to learn how to be a parent. And, um, and it takes a village to do anything in life because we are social creatures. We are pack animals by nature. And we live in such a transient world now where we don't, you know, live and grow up and go into adulthood typically in our same hometown um, the way that people did 100 or 200 years ago. We move around as you have, Erin. Um, <laughs> And, um, and so it's important that we find those people in our lives who can support us. And so there's, um, you know, we have our friends and our family, but then for like the business heart, do you have a business village of people that you can bounce ideas off of and they can bounce ideas off of you? And can you commiserate with each other about running a business? Because that is a very specific thing. Um, that not everyone understands. So I always include village in all of the heart prisms because they're important. No woman is an island, even if, like me, you come from one of them. Right. <laughs> quick, quick housekeeping question. My French bulldog has started to snore. Can you hear it? Because if so, I will quietly move the computer. No, I cannot. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> very 
very loud, but she insists on being present for all interviews. You have a Know Your Own Heart class, and I noticed there's completely different categories on the Heart Prison Plan for self-care, things like willingness to succeed and willingness to fail. Can you tell me more about the Know Your Own Heart classes? Yeah, so the structure of the classes is the same, um, and it and we are just going to go through, um, and you get to color again, and like willingness to succeed, willingness to fail, those are your mindset things. Those are, you know, are you willing to do whatever it takes to be successful at whatever your dream is? Because it can take a lot of courage and strength to really do that work. Like, you know, I work with a lot of women who have young children and if they were as successful as they really dream of being, you know, they have to find full-time childcare, which can be daunting and expensive and they might miss out on things that they thought they would be present for. Um, so that's just one example of like the willingness to succeed. Um, people also call it the fear of success or the fear of failure, but I like to focus on the positive, like the willingness versus the fear. And it requires daily courage, daily courage and daily courage to show up. Absolutely. You talk about history. One of your prison segments is history. How, how would my history factor into self-care? What does that mean? Well, are you, have you dealt with your history? Because... <laughs> We all have trauma that we have had to overcome, right? Like that's what really, if we're getting into the nuts and bolts of it is like, if, have you gone to counseling? Have you had a coach? Have you um, dealt with those things that can creep up and hurt you um, oh, from the past? I'm thinking of doing a TED talk on mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've been fortunate that I discovered peer facilitated recovery groups 23 years ago. So I've had those in my life and they're still very strongly in my life. So I have that village to turn to. Excellent. Uh, so I think I'd hopefully get a high mark on that one. Good. You talk about resiliency and something that came up in your LinkedIn profile, which I thought was really beautiful. You, you were vulnerable about your own story. Thank you. Mm -hmm. you turning pain into resiliency can you tell me a little bit more yes absolutely so I learned a few years ago about um, adverse childhood experiences or ACEs and there's a test you can take online about ACEs um, the higher your ACEs score like if your score is over a four you have a higher chance of suffering from things like addiction, homelessness, um, certain diseases like cancer, cardiac arrest. My score is like a six and a half. So, um, and then after, so that kind of freaked me out. And I was like, what I, but I don't have any of those, like I'm not addicted to drugs, I, alcohol. I have never been homeless. Um, I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. I did it in four years. I am the first person in my family to get a master's degree. Um, and one of my oldest friends from, we're still friends, been friends from since junior high. Um, 
she said to me a few years ago, you're kind of a miracle. <laughs> and I, I was like, I kind of am. And how did that happen? Um, so then I found out about the resiliency test, the resilience. And when you are a child going through all this crap, if you had people in your life who were cheering you on, like teachers, coaches, aunts, uncles, um, you had activities that you are good at and encouraged in, then that builds up your resiliency score. And even though I have a high ACEs score, my resiliency score is also very high. So, how, do I, how do I spell ACEs? I've never heard of that. Um, so it's Adverse Childhood Experiences. And there's a website. So it's um, the website, I believe, is aces2high.com or .org. I can't remember. Um, and there's so on aces too high, you can take the aces test and you can take the resiliency test. Thank you. Now, this is only for children or can adults go back and do this? Oh, no, it's for adults to find out what their aces score is. Fascinating. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So I've been really fascinated with this idea of resiliency. And when I went through that period, in grad school where I was being basically re-traumatized by my stepbrother. Um, I, I was like, how do I come through this? So I was in counseling. I was, um, do, you know, I was really doing the work to not have panic attacks and not cry in the shower um, and got through it. I feel stronger now than I did then. Um, and I really, like, I was equating myself to a phoenix. Like, I was in it. I was, like, in the ashes. And now I'm strong. And I've created this company. I'm a better mother. I'm calmer. I, um, I'm i a better listener to them. My twins are 10 years old now. And I'm, I hope that I'm building their resiliency by, you know, moving them across the state and then starting a new school. <laughs> um, <laughs> being you know a, a mom who is there and willing to listen and um and hear about what's going on with them so all, all self-work we do on ourselves benefits others there is a ripple effect and it, it does help break it breaks patterns it breaks cycle <laughs> so, uh, i admire i admire that twins begins with a t you have two dogs two begins with a t <laughs> your children with a T? No, neither of my children uh, have names that begin with T. However, they do have combination names of their grandparents. Um, so we continued what my parents did for me. And we, my daughter is named Anna Lynn. It's just one name combined. Um, because my mother was Diana Lynn. Her middle name was Lynn. And my mother-in-law is Anna Lee, one name. So my daughter is Anna Lynn, one name, um, with no middle name because my mother-in-law, my husband and brother-in-law, that none of them have middle names. So we kind of kept that tradition alive with my daughter. And we thought Anna Lynn is a long enough name. She doesn't need a middle name. And we call her Annie. And then my son is James Walter. 
and my dad's middle name was James and my father-in-law's first name was Walter. Um, so he's James Walter and he has a, you know, Walter is his middle name. Um, so we kept that tradition alive on, from my side of the family and uh, we call him Jamie. But did you, I, I, I can't help, but, but did you blend names for your dogs as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a lot of blending, so I'm just wondering. Nope, the dogs are uh, Coco. She's a German Shepherd. We actually named her after Coco Chanel because we wanted a strong wo woman. Let's just we'll pause for a minute to give a minute of appreciation to Coco <laughs> Chanel. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And your other pup? She is Daisy. Um, not named after anyone. She's just a. Uh, She's a golden doodle that is actually golden and she's very cute and lively and Daisy felt like the perfect name for her. I point out that a golden doodle is a, is a blending, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I also want to talk about another tea. You tap dance. I do. I haven't tap danced now in a couple of years. Actually, since March of 2020, I've not tap danced, but I grew up dance, tap dancing I started when I was five and then I stopped when I graduated from high school and I didn't tap dance for 20 years. Um, I also did jazz and ballet growing up, but tap was always my favorite. And I had a friend in Snohomish who put together an adult tap class. And so of course I had to go to that. It was great fun. And then I moved to Centralia and I found a tap class there and um, I actually left just before COVID shut the studio down, um, just like the timing and everything wasn't quite working with the family schedule. So, um, you know how the, sometimes that is. Yeah. What are the best clothes to wear when And do you recommend any shoes in particular? Because I know there are various brands. There are various brands. I would say the best tap shoes are the ones that are most comfortable for you. I have very narrow feet, so I always like a narrow brand, but some people have wide feet, so they want a wider brand. Um, and um, I like a low shoe. I also have tap danced in high heels um, when I was in junior high and high school, and tapping in a flat is easier. Um, I guess they're not like completely fat, flat. There's always a slight heel on the tap shoe. Um, and as far as clothes go, um, whatever you're most comfortable in is what is appropriate to wear to tap class. Um, it's not like ballet where you need to wear a leotard. Um, and, you know, I would usually wear a tank top and some like yoga capris because I would get really hot even um, when it was cold outside. <laughs> it's, it's a definite workout. So um, prepared to be sweaty if you're tap dancing. You can also paint your shoes purple and you can wear purple capris. I took a big tap dancing class at Bellevue College and it was a huge amount of fun. And it's a lot harder than it looks, but it, I, I encourage anybody who's at all interested in it to give it a go. It's super fun. It's so much fun. 
I notice that you're a member of Women of the World Network. Would you tell me a little bit about them? Yes. Um, Women of the World Network is an awesome networking group um, that offers so much more than networking. Um, they are truly multicultural. Uh, it was started by a woman from Kazakhstan who now lives in California. And pretty much all the calls I'm on are about 50% women of color or women who are not native from the U.S. Um, I've been on calls with women from Brazil, Honduras, Panama, um, Kazakhstan, Hong Kong. Like, it's so amazing to just see the variety. And I feel like a lot of women's groups want this kind of inclusion, but they just don't quite get there. This group is actually doing it. Um, and everything's virtual now. So you can go to as many chapter meetings as you want. Um, and then they have business masterminds once a month. They have clubhouse chats. There's a Facebook page. There's an Instagram page. Um, <clears throat> and they do business expos once a month where people can learn about your business. You can also teach through their e-academy and now they're launching a coaching program next year. And I will be one of the coaches for that. Um, so it is really just an amazing program and you get all of that for $250. <laughs> so Thank you. I hadn't heard about it until I, I started doing some research within, in, on what you've been involved with it. So I appreciate you letting people know about that. You also use a passion planner. What's a passion planner? Oh, a passion planner is, it's a paper planner. And I've been using them for about four years. What I like about them, I love a paper planner because I am tactile. I need to write things down. Just writing it or putting it in an electronic calendar just isn't enough for me. But a passion planner also allows you space for a monthly reflection. They ask you the same questions every month. And so it's a built-in journaling. Um, and then at the beginning of the year and the end and the middle of the year, you can um, mind map some goals and things. Um, they also do an end of the year reflection and Every week it asks you, what are the good things that happened this week? Um, there's space for that in the weekly layout. And so I just love it. There's a space at the beginning of every month to say, what do I need to learn this month? Um, so I just, I just love it. It's, it's very focused on the good things. My only complaint is that there has not been a purple passion planner in the dated format for a couple of years they've had an undated purple planner but not a dated one so that's my only complaint <laughs> we will send a letter passion passion is, is a big beautiful part of the prism that relates to branding website and logo design uh tiana offers uh logo design which and and there's a prism that goes with that as well which includes customer service and the passion and the marketing so it's a very holistic uh way to design a logo and a website with logos do you find that you tend to uh blend them with the website colors is there any synergy to that um if i'm doing a custom like if i'm doing a website and a logo for somebody i start with a logo mm. 
And then we build the website off of the logo colors and fonts so that there is that consistent branding throughout. I do the same thing when I'm uh, helping uh, my clients choose their photos for their website. There has to be consistency and that the clothing can't contrast or be too, it needs to fit in with the overall logo and the overall uh, design of the website. Absolutely. It needs to be synergy and congruent. Of, it needs to be congruent. So, Tiana, you offer coaching. I, I'm on your website. We've got coaching. We've got classes. You've got design. And these can all be tied in together because, as, as we mentioned before, we, are, we have many, many parts to our life, and they all intersect with each other. I was going to say the word blend because that word seems to be coming up a lot during this podcast. <laughs> And speaking of international, you've just been interviewed by a Kiwi sitting in a <laughs> French bulldog. So well done. Well done. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and you offer a free discovery session. Go to Tiana's website, which is purplehorizons.com. And she has a free guide, which is five simple ways to a better life. And we all need simple ways. And there's brand strategy workshops, which are designed for solopreneurs like me, but also for small business owners. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to check out her blog. There's some great articles on there about like why work-life balance is actually BS and about how acts of service can actually renew you. Tiana, this was just lovely. I'm, I, you and I have actually met virtually mm -hmm. through a virtual coffee date with the beautiful Maureen. And one day I hope to meet in person because there's always a different energy when you meet somebody in person. For sure. But thank you for your time today. Thank you. I've had a great time. This has been wonderful. My work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.